You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm not sure what to do anymore about the Hall of Fame. When I was younger, I, I cared a lot about who got into the Hall of Fame, who deserved to be in the Hall of Fame, what the criteria was. And when I was younger, you kind of knew. Like, if a pitcher got to 300 wins, like, they were a Hall of Famer. And if a, if a, a, a hitter got to 500 home runs, you knew that they were a Hall of Famer. Well, since then, we now know that wins isn't really that big of a deal. Although, if you do have someone who has 300 wins – the rest of their statistics are probably going to be good enough to make them a Hall of Famer. But wins alone shouldn't be criteria for getting someone into the Hall of Fame. Then you add in the issues of steroid users. Then you add in the the issue of retconning the the Hall of Fame because some of the best players at the start of baseball weren't playing against the world's best players because black and brown people were not allowed to play the game. Then you add in, in the 70s, the people doing amphetamines and the leaded and unleaded coffee that used to be in clubhouses where you know this is the one that, that, that has the, the greenies in it and this one is the one that just has caffeine in it. I don't know what to do with any of it. And so I've kind of thrown my hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if you believe that you're a square, somebody say, oh, yeah. Um, that's where I'm at right now. That I don't – it's not that I don't care. It's just that I'm not sure what to do with any of it. And I'll never be allowed to vote even though I'm someone who's covered baseball, I won't be allowed to vote because the Baseball Writers Association of America is a very exclusive club. And there are people who cover the sport electronically that would be good voters that have never been given the opportunity to vote. So if you add in all that, like all of the the exclusion that we're talking about from a player standpoint and from a voter standpoint, I'm left with me being a fan and I'm left with me caring as a fan. And 
Joe Callie and I had a conversation a few years ago, and this is what really turned me into an ambivalent Hall of Fame person. It's the idea of it's just a museum. Like, do you really care about the contents of a museum? And I, yes, it is a very cynical way to look at it. And I appreciate Joe for lending some of his cynicism to me to help me crystallize my own opinion about the Hall of Fame. So the place where I've landed as someone who loves baseball is I care for the people that I cared for. I care for people who I rooted for. If it's important to them, then it becomes important to me. And if if they want to celebrate their making it into Cooperstown, then I am here to celebrate that. I love Harold Baines. I, I liked him. He's one of my favorite players growing up. And as I got older and I got the opportunity to be around Harold when I would go and cover White Sox games – I always enjoy talking with him, even though a lot of times when you talk to Harold, you're kind of talking to yourself. But whenever I was there, he was super nice to me. Extremely, I think that he saw that I respected who he was and what his career was, and he he gave me the same respect in kind, and I appreciate that. So when Harold Baines made it into the Hall of Fame, I was like, okay, cool, good for Harold. Like, I don't, I don't know if it matters... Like, it, Harold Baines going into the Hall of Fame doesn't take away what I believe about Hank Aaron, for example, or Stan Musial. It doesn't diminish them because Harold's in there. As weird as that sounds. And, and now, yesterday, I will say that the only thing that I checked, I didn't care who got in and apparently nobody got in. I didn't care about that. I don't, I don't care about the Kurt Schilling stuff. I think that he is a racist and a white supremacist. But guess what? There's a whole bunch of those in the Hall of Fame already. But I don't care about his screed or his campaign to not be on the ballot next year. Don't care. What I did care about, the one thing that I looked at yesterday, the one thing that I cared about was Mark Burley. I did not want him to suffer the indignity of not being on the ballot for more than one year. I didn't want him to fall short like Paul Konerko did when he didn't get more than 5% on the ballot. And Konerko got, what, 3% of votes, which, by the way, I also think is a tad disrespectful. For a guy that had 439 home runs, I, I thought it was a bit disrespectful that Paul Konerko wasn't there. I think that Mark Burley has a bunch of things that makes Hall of Fame voters swoon. He has a no-hitter. He has a perfect game. He has a World Series. He has all of those things to take into account while also being one of the most efficient pitchers in that era of baseball, people are going to look at his 214 wins, and I'm going to say, why are you looking at wins? 
I don't think that Mark Burley is a Hall of Famer, but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It, it honestly like doesn't matter what I think on on that particular subject. As someone who is a White Sox fan, and someone who who made it a point to go to Burley games. Why? Because I felt like Mark Burley did everyone a solid. He threw the ball, he got the ball back, and he threw the ball again. This guy, you locked him in. For his career, he averaged 200 innings per season. You could, you could lock him in for 200 innings every single season. He was going to take the ball every fifth day. He was going to field his position as attested to by one of the greatest plays in White Sox history, the flip, and by a bunch of gold gloves that he had. I am not here to make the argument that he should be in the Hall of Fame, although I think that there is a decent one for him to be in the Hall of Fame. I just thought that the way that Paul Konerko was shoved aside, and this is a guy who is a genuinely, from from my interactions with PK, genuinely a thoughtful human being who loved the game, who who maximized everything that he was and became the player that, sure, I mean, was he 280 batting average for Paul Konerko? Is that right? 279, something like that for him in his career. But you look at all of those home runs that he put up, all those RBIs that he drove in, and and – yeah, let me just – I'll do the number. I'll do the dumb Hall of Fame. Like, let's look at his career numbers. 279, 354, 486, and 841 OPS. Five All-Stars and one top five MVP finish, along with 439 home runs and 1,412 RBIs and without a whiff of any performance-enhancing drugs controversy around him. I just thought that he was brushed aside so, like, flippantly that I didn't want the same thing to happen to Mark Burley. I thought both guys deserved better. And so I was happy that Burley ended up getting 11% of the vote. I think it's going to be impossible for him to get to 75% to get in. But I would hope that more people would take a look at his career over the next year and continue to keep him on the ballot. I don't know if that matters to Mark Burley. I haven't talked to him. I haven't interviewed him. Maybe it's something I should try and do. Um, but the indignity that was bestowed upon Paul Konerko, I didn't want to see happen to one of the most liked White Sox in the history of the franchise with Mark Burley. So I looked like I was I was scrolling on Twitter as you see some of the stories come through and I said, all right. All right, where's Burley at? Did he make it past the five percent threshold? And when I saw that he got 11 percent of the vote, I was like, "Okay, that concludes my caring about the Hall of Fame discussion in the Hall of Fame ballot in 2021. I don't know if that's the right way about going about this. I mean, I, I have a platform, whether it's this podcast or the radio show or the other podcast or the other other podcast that I do. I don't know if I should care, but I, I did care for that individual player. I guess what 
I heard Bernstein talking about it a little bit before I recorded the 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 pod today. I don't care about the institution. Like I think that there are some flaws in the institution, as I pointed out, that there have been a lot of people in like Vin Scully didn't have a Hall of Fame vote because he wasn't a writer. Like stuff like that. Where a guy who's an absolute oracle of the game doesn't have the right to vote for the Hall of Fame because he's not part of the Baseball Writers of America Association. It's stuff like that where you go, "Eh, should I really twist myself into knots about who gets in and who doesn't get in? So I guess this is a long-winded way of telling you that I'm not doing that, but I am... I am still pleased that Mark Burley gets a modicum of the respect that he deserves as a very good player for a really long time. And those players, when like Konerko, not a whiff of performance-enhancing stuff. Those players, in my mind, deserve to be considered and not just brushed aside. So that's where I'm at. I'm not sure where you're at. Maybe I gave you a little bit of clarity in that regard. But I'm happy that Mark Burley will find himself on the Hall of Fame ballot again in 2022. And as long as he's good with it, if he wants it, then I want it. Thank you for listening.